Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Good morning, Jason. I'm doing good. That's what I like to hear, Bill. And mm-hmm. we were both kind of shocked that uh, another seminar has crept up upon us. We've got one uh, or several coming up on Wednesday, March 11th, and we'll talk a ton about that throughout the program, Bill. But, you know, when we talk about asset protection, what I've learned from doing this show with you, Bill, is that the the first pillar when it comes to asset protection is insurance. Well, you're exactly right. But before I get into my topic, I just I want to just uh, uh, be grateful that our primary elections are over. I hope everyone voted, and I hope that uh, all of your candidates won <laughs> uh, in the primary. But the nice thing is that it is over at this point, and so uh, you know we we won't be deluged on a minute by minute basis with all the advertising and all the garbage that uh, folks have thrown at, uh, at us over the uh, last uh, six to eight weeks. So, you know, it's uh, it's hard to believe that it's already March. Um, I, you know, it's like the days just go by faster and faster and faster. But it is really nice that uh, that uh, we'll have a few months of, of reprieve before uh, people start focusing again on uh, elections and whatever that means to us. So, uh, But I would remind folks that uh, one thing that's, that's uh, important, and I've said it before, is that it is important for all of us to be counted in the census that is starting now. And um, I, I, uh, while I, I'm not sure of the process, I know that there is uh, going to be an online way to sign up. And, and the mo- more of us that do that, uh, the least it will cost uh, the government to count us. But it's important for all of us uh, to stand up and be counted. Um, uh, and I understand there is no citizenship question, which makes it easier for everyone. But but the count means a whole lot. I mean, folks don't realize how important it is because it's not just about how many uh, congressmen we get to send up to Washington. It has an awful lot to do with how much money is allocated back to North Carolina because the more people that are counted in North Carolina, the more dollars that flow to North Carolina. And that's extraordinarily important to all of us. So anyway, stand up and be counted. Census is a very, very important thing uh, for us. So uh, with that, um, and and since the uh, election, or at least the primary election is over, thank the Lord, uh, we can sort of move on with our lives. (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, asset protection is near and dear to my heart. And as you mentioned, the first pillar of any kind of asset protection plan is insurance. And I don't know anyone who doesn't have at least some insurance. But, you know, let's go back to the basics. I like to do that. What is insurance? Insurance, if you get right down to the bottom line, insurance is where you are paying somebody else, a big company, to take on your risk 
And I mean, that's really what insurance is. Um, now, there are lots of different kinds of insurance. Some insurance, which is forced upon us, whether we want it or not, we have to have it. And other uh, types of insurance uh, is completely, um, uh, uh, it's discretionary. You know, we buy it if we want to shift the risk from ourselves and our families to uh, other folks. And so uh, some uh, of the, I mean, for instance, some of the basic kinds of insurance would be homeowner's insurance. And you might think, oh, well, I, I agreed to have that insurance um, and I want to be well covered. But truth is, no, you really didn't agree to it. It was forced upon you. Uh, how many of us actually pay cash for a house? Uh, very few, particularly when we're young and getting started. We have to borrow money. And guess who imposes the risk? Uh, I mean, to shift the risk. It's uh, Now, most of us would want to have homeowner's insurance. That's true. But the fact is, is that our lender requires us to have insurance. And uh, they want to make sure that we're totally covered because that makes them totally covered. So if if uh, a tornado blows our house down or if a, if a fire consumes our home, uh, they're going to um, be paid back. And uh, so they force that upon us. And that's a good thing, I mean, in the, in the sense. However, um, you know, one of the things that a lot of folks don't think about is when we're thinking about buying a home or buying a vehicle uh, is the insurance cost of that home or vehicle. And sometimes the insurance cost can catch us unaware if we haven't factored it in uh, at the very, very beginning. Now, um, and that's particularly true with vehicles. Um, but um, it, it is important for folks um, to understand. It's like if you have a home and you and then you decide to buy uh, a second home at the beach or you're or you move to the beach, um, the insurance requirements there cost a whole lot more <laughs> than insurance in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know, uh, there and why? Because the risk of um, of uh, of your home being taken away from you by uh, wind and hail and and tornadoes and and um, and flood uh, is much much higher there and so the cost of insurance is much higher and so sometimes the cost of ins- your your insurance down there can be almost as much as the as your mortgage. Um, so folks have to be really really careful in terms of cost as it relates uh, to that. Um, but uh, when it comes to asset protection, uh, it's actually the liability portion of insurance that gives you asset protection. And, and so you say, well, what is asset protection? Well, it really is what protects you if somebody should decide to sue you. Uh, in other words, are you liable to someone else? Well, that's liability protection. And uh, when you buy homeowner's insurance, um, part of that coverage is liability uh, protection. When you buy 
a vehicle. Uh, the state of North Carolina, and not every state, but if you drive an automobile or own an automobile, you are absolutely required by the state of North Carolina to have liability protection uh, for yourself and others. But, you know, uh, even with that, you're not required to have the other coverages for your automobile. Although, if you borrow money uh, to buy your car, then the lender's going to require you to have the other coverages other than liability. So those are some things that I want to start out uh, talking about because um, it, it's really important to us as to how that works. And it really is a little bit easier with homeowners insurance and automobile coverage. Uh, why do you think that might be? I would say just because you have to have it. Well, it's, that doesn't make it easier. What makes it a little bit easier is that with homeowner's insurance and with automobile or uh, vehicle coverage, the uh, policies are standard in North Carolina. In other words, uh, doesn't matter which company you choose, the underlying provisions of the policy are going to be the same. Now, that doesn't mean that your choices within those policies are going to be the same because you can choose a lot of different things. But uh, when it comes down to uh, comparing one insurance company from another insurance company, uh, what you're really comparing, uh, if you're making the same choices in terms of an apples-to-apples comparison, you actually can compare apples-to-apples. And no matter which company you choose, uh, the separation from the companies fall into two areas and two areas only. And that is, what's the cost? That's the biggie. That's the one that most folks use. And the, the other issue is service. In other words, do how easy is it to, to talk to an agent to get the information you need to have them provide you uh, uh, with information when you need it on your policy or on uh, claims or on whatever. And, of course, service also includes the company's um, reputation, if you will, for paying claims. You know, it's not just about um, how much you pay. I mean, if you're paying a company that when you have a claim, they're, they're very hard to deal with and they don't want to pay you uh, the way uh, you expect them to pay. I mean, so that's a big thing. And, and that's a little harder to compare, uh, but it's really important information for folks to have. So with homeowners or automobile or vehicle coverage, the policies are standard in North Carolina, uh, and so it's, it really is comparing apples to apples, but there are those three things that separate out. Cost being, for, the, for a lot of folks, the most important thing, but service and paying claims are also should be looked at really important because I'd rather have a company that has a good reputation on paying claims if, even if it costs me five or ten dollars more, 
Yep. It's something that you do want to factor in when making your choices. Hey, I want to remind everyone that Bill has seminars happening this Wednesday, March 11th. These cover the topics of long-term care assistance, and also Bill has an asset protection seminar. You can find all the information and register online at WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button, and you can register for free. It's free to attend. Now, Bill doesn't feed you, but he does provide you with knowledge that you just can't find anywhere else. WGALaw.com or call the office 919-256-7000. A break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. We are talking about insurance this morning, Bill, and you are going over uh, the two most popular forms of insurance that I think most people can identify with, and that is homeowners insurance and also auto insurance because we kind of got, have to have them if we have mm-hmm. either one of those items. Well, okay. So let's talk about asset protection when it comes to homeowners. Uh, and and for folks in North Carolina, uh, the, the good news is that the risk of liability in with uh, your real estate, with your property, is extremely low. It is a very, very difficult for someone to sue you successfully because uh, they were injured uh, on your real estate, in other words. And, and, it, and that's true whether it's rental property or whether it's your home. Uh, it's just really hard for litigants to recover. It's not impossible, but it is very difficult. And actually, the, the uh, at least in my – I mean, and for example, you know, m- most folks remember reading about uh, down at the beach uh, – two or three different times where there were uh, a mass of people on a, a porch that uh, uh, basically where the, the, the it caved in. It was just uh, too much weight on the porch. Well, in all of those cases, there was never, there was never a recovery for liability um, uh, simply because the evidence was not strong enough to support the fact that the homeowner uh, d- did not um, know – or should there wasn't a, a situation where the homeowner should have known that there was a risk there, and with with uh, um, real estate, basically a, um, a plaintiff has to show uh, effectively that the owner either knew of a safety risk and and didn't take uh, appropriate uh, measures to correct it. Or should have known that there was a risk and did not um, take appropriate measures, a timely measures to correct a safety risk. Um, I mean, when you walk into a, a fast, I mean, when you walk into McDonald's and you see that little yellow sign there that says slippery floor or whatever it says, I mean, what are they doing? They're warning you that they just mopped the floor and there's a risk. So, Guess what? If you uh, step in onto the slippery floor at, uh, you, and then fall, 
uh, you've accepted the risk because they warned you that <laughs> it was slippery. Well, that, that's why they do that. Um, and, and so uh, it's very difficult to recover where people are taking appropriate measures. So with homeowners, about the only time that uh, one can recover against you is, is where um, – uh, about the only times I see it is either where there's a clear – safety issue that should be corrected that you should have known about that you didn't take the time to uh, correct that measure uh, fairly quickly and and while you're waiting for it to be corrected uh, put up some kind of warning if you've done that then you're in pretty good shape or the other all the time I see a issue is when you have uh, a peril like a swimming pool in your yard where you don't have any safety measures and, and typically uh, like a fence, if you will, uh, because uh, typically it's, it's a young child that wouldn't know better that typically is injured with something like that. And you can be liable uh, for something like uh, that. But that's, you know, very, very low risk for homeowners in North Carolina. Now, the exact opposite is the case with your motor vehicles. Because the truth is, is anytime you get into your car, that is the riskiest thing that most of us ever, ever do. And with significant potential liability. So it is extremely important for folks to be adequately insured. Now, the state requires everyone who drives a vehicle to have a minimum about amount of insurance. But folks, the minimums are never enough. And so what, what I tell folks to anyone who can reasonably afford it, to max out the liability on their automobile policy, which is normally a 300, 500, type policy. And you might ask yourself, well, why do I potentially need that much? Even, you know, I'm a very safe driver. I've never been in an accident. Why should I spend the extra money for uh, the additional coverage? Well, heck, for me, you not only need the maximum coverage, but you also need an umbrella policy to give you even more protection because I think uh, all, all middle-class families or folks who are more well-to-do than that should have at least a million, if not two million, in umbrella coverage. And why would you want to maximize out your standard coverage? Well, here's the reason. You're insuring yourself when you do that, and it's not all about liability. Because uh, I don't I don't know the exact statistics anymore, but I guarantee you that 10% of the drivers out there uh, are driving illegally without any insurance at all. Uh, their insurance has lapsed; they can't get it. It's too expensive, whatever. But they're still driving, and you know there are a lot of folks who are driving without a, a license uh, for whatever reason, and there are an awful lot of drivers who have licenses, but for whatever reason they don't have insurance. And then you have another high percentage of folks who are driving with minimum coverage. Think about all the kids on the road who are driving, and most of those kids, if they're out of their parents' house, have minimum coverage. I mean, they don't have anything to protect anyway because they don't own anything. 
So minimum coverage works for them, but it doesn't work for you because that's where uninsured motorists and underinsured motorists comes into play because if they are negligent and they run into you and your nice car and you're injured and you go to the hospital uh, and you're in the hospital for a week and you lose work and and then you're injured and you can't get back to work for another two or three or four months and you've lost a whole lot of money and your car was totaled and all this other stuff and they're sitting over there uh, with minimum coverage, well, guess what? You're screwed unless you have really good insurance yourself with underinsured and uninsured motorist coverage because that's what protects you from all these folks out there that don't have adequate insurance coverage. And it's, it is really, really important for you to protect yourself in that way. It's huge. Okay, so there are other things as it relates to automobile coverage. Do I have time to do it? Uh, Yeah, you got some time here. All right, so two other things that are really important that I try to emphasize, and I've said this before on the show, but, you know, folks don't listen sometimes and they don't remember what I say, so I'm going to repeat it. When you're married, you know, the majority of folks, unfortunately, have their vehicles owned together jointly as co-owners. And actually, in North Carolina, that is a very bad thing. You should have your vehicles in the, uh, owned by one person only, and it should be the primary driver of that vehicle. <clears throat> now, why do I say that? Well, here, I'm, I'm talking asset protection here because guess what? If you're negligent and, and you injure somebody else, the you know, lawyers, unfortunately, they're going to sue anybody and everybody that has anything to do with that vehicle. So guess what? If you're the co-owner of the vehicle, even if you weren't in the vehicle when the accident occurred, you're going to get sued by the lawyers because they're they're looking for every potential source of insurance that they can have. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it works. And so if you want to avoid being sued because of the negligence of someone else, if your name's not on the ownership of the car, that's a big deal. Now, there's another reason that's just as important, and again, it's self-insurance, and that's this. In North Carolina, if uh, if your spouse owns the vehicle and you don't, and your spouse is driving and runs into a tree and you're injured, in North Carolina, even though your vehicle is also covered under the same insurance policy, you can collect for your personal injuries on your own insurance policy. But, and that's really important for you to know, but... The fact is, if you don't, I mean, if you co-own the vehicle, then you cannot collect one nickel on your insurance policies for the injuries that were caused by your spouse being a bad driver and running into that tree and you're being seriously injured. So in one instance, you recover significant from your own insurance policy, and in the other instance, you don't recover anything at all 
you're you're in essence you're uninsured for that. So that's a really sad situation. So now I know you're going to have to take a break, but when I come back, there's one other thing about your automobile policy that I think is really important for everybody to know. We will get to that in just a bit. We're having a conversation all about insurance, and that is the first pillar when it comes to having an asset protection plan. If you want to learn more about having an asset protection plan and what asset protection is, you may want to attend Bill's free seminar on Wednesday, March 11th. You can find more information online. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button. It's free to register and free to attend. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful seminar. And as you've probably heard before, Bill also has seminars related to long-term care assistance. And you can find that information at WGALaw.com. Dot com as well. Just click on the seminars button. You can also call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. He's Bill Alexander, and we thank you for joining us this morning. We're having a conversation all about insurance, as it is the first pillar when it comes to having an asset protection plan. And Bill, we've talked a lot about homeowners insurance. And uh, just before the break, we were talking about auto insurance, and you gave us two great uh, uh, tips for us when it comes to auto insurance. Absolutely. So, Okay, now there's one part of your motor vehicle insurance that um, is doesn't get any play at all. In other words, most people don't talk about it. Your insurance agents normally downplay it. They they don't tend to recommend it. When from my perspective, it's an important part of a good motor vehicle policy. What is it? It's called med pay or medical payments. And unfortunately, most of the time when you just call your agent up and you say, I need some auto insurance, the standard policy that they're going, I mean, even if you say, I want max coverage, they typically are not going to give you the maximum of the med pay provision. I mean, they're trying to save you 10 bucks. And that's really unfortunate because. MedPay is the least expensive health insurance that you can possibly have. Now, why do I say that? Is in in uh, truthfully, I'm not sure what the maximum is today. I think it's twenty five thousand. Somebody told me it went up to fifty. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. But what is it? Bottom line is, if you or anyone in your vehicle is injured, there is, I mean, if there's any injury resulting from your car, med pay will pay up to the limits of your policy for any um, uh, medical treatment needed. And it's it pays whether or not there's other coverage. So most of us have health insurance. And so, for instance, if we're injured due to our own negligence, our health insurance is going to pay for most, but not all, of our medicals. But let's say you go to the hospital 
and you're in the hospital for a couple of days, uh, and then you have some rehab or some physical therapy or whatever, the likelihood is that your the cost of your um, care is, is probably going to be you know thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. And if it is, and you have med pay, then med pay will pay you that top coverage. So if you have twenty five thousand in coverage. It'll pay you $25,000, no questions asked. All you have to do, uh, even though your health insurance has already paid uh, for most of it or all of it, um, your med pay pays you again. And for seniors, that is even more important. I mean, it's important for everyone. But for seniors, it's even more important because seniors get really screwed with – with their automobile coverage if they're injured in an automobile accident. And the reason we're screwed as seniors is because uh, there's what's called a Medicare lien on any recovery relating uh, to your accident. So if somebody uh, negligently injures us, uh, Medicare is the primary payer for our health care. So if we go to the hospital, guess what? Medicare is paying for most of that. And if we get a recovery from the other side, Medicare is going to take all of it or most of that recovery because that's what the law says. It's totally unfair. But that's the way Medicare works. You know, as seniors, we're just not as important citizens anymore. Uh, and it's one of those things when it, when it comes to Medicare where we totally get screwed. Um, and it, um, it's unfortunate that it works that way because uh, Medicare can significantly reduce or eliminate uh, what we would otherwise receive because of the negligence of someone else. And the med pay, of course, can make up a little bit of it. But it, it doesn't make up near enough. But it can whatever the maximum of your medical payment provision is, uh, it can pay, and we can keep that amount, which can be really really important. So uh, a lot of folks don't realize how uh, Medicare actually can come back um, to take away what you're, you would otherwise be entitled to. So if you were 64 years old and in the same accident, your health insurance would cover it, and they don't get to be paid back. So <laughs> you basically receive that money from, from the other side, and, and, and it's there for a good reason. You were injured, and you suffered, and, and you should recover that. But when it comes to once you're 65 or otherwise on Medicare, then Medicare is going to take most of that money. And it's just one of those rules that people don't know how it works until it actually happens to them and they're very very disappointed uh, so that's that's the lives of seniors if you get right down to it that you need to know about <laughs> that's right <laughs> okay so that has to do uh with med pay but liability coverage is really Im- important um to all of us and it's something that i do cover in my asset protection seminar coming up next Wednesday at 2 o'clock. And, of course, our morning and evening sessions will be on Medicaid and VA assistance for long-term care. 
Um, but I enjoy my asset protection seminar because I talk about how it works and using trusts and other techniques. And of course, as you've said, first pillar is liability insurance. And so uh, what's the most famous uh, asset protection case out there? Uh, t- to me, uh, it's one that uh, all of us who are old enough to remember uh, remember when Ted Kennedy uh, ran off the Chappaquiddick Bridge and what happened when he negligently ran off the Chapp- Chappaquiddick Bridge. Well, he survived, but uh, a young lady, Mary Jo Kopechny, did not. She died tragically in that um, uh, accident. And so, uh, guess what? Do you think anybody got sued over that? Well, of course, the estate of Mary Jo Kopechny sued Ted Kennedy, rightfully. Um, but what did wh- where could they recover from with Ted Kennedy? And what a lot of folks may know or don't know that uh, Ted Kennedy's parents, Joe and Rose Kennedy, created an asset protection trust for their family. And, of course, it was a multi-multi-million-dollar trust that covered everybody. And, yes, the Kennedys uh, were a very wealthy family. Uh, And so the bottom line is is that Ted Kennedy really didn't own anything, even though he enjoyed three homes, one up in Boston, one down in Florida, and one uh, near Washington, D.C., where he served in the United States Senate. Um, But guess what? he didn't own any of those houses. The Kennedy Trust owned the houses. And Kennedy didn't have any money of his own other than his U.S. Kennedy, uh, U.S. Senate salary, which he spent uh, on, a, on a daily basis. So there was really nothing to recover from that anyway. So, so how did Mary Jo Kopechny's estate come out? They actually received $30 million dollars. And there are a lot of folks that say if there was not an asset protection involved, they might have gotten two, you know, a hundred million or two hundred million dollars. But guess what? The fact is, there was an asset protection trust. Uh, there was um, no penetrating that trust. So what the estate of Mary Jo Kopechny received was the liability insurance. Now. The fact is, is that the liability insurance, which was a lot, $30 million, umbrella coverage, uh, was really important because if there had been no insurance coverage, then the courts would have found some way to penetrate that trust. But because there was insurance, then it protected the trust completely from from that sort of, of maneuver, if you will. So, yes, even if you have the best uh, trust going, the liability insurance is still an important part of that plan. Yeah, you have to have that intact. And that's the type of information that you will learn if you attend Bill's Asset Protection Seminar. And remember, he's also got the other two seminars that focus on Medicaid and VA assistance for long-term care. Find more information at WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button. That's WGALaw.com. 
Facebook.com and click on seminars. It is free to register and to attend. Bill does this the second Wednesday of every month. That means this Wednesday, March 11th, is the next uh, group of seminars. You'll have to wait until April if you don't attend this one. You can also call 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. He's Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong, and we're talking all about insurance and how that is so critical to an asset protection plan and just uh, important to us all in general, Bill. And uh, we were talking about liability insurance, and you were giving us a, a lesson that some folks may recall that uh, Ted Kennedy experienced. Well, that's true. And, and, the I guess the most important point to make here is the fact that there are some folks out there that think, oh, you you have to be uh, filthy rich to to really want to have or need to have an asset protection plan, and and I would say, oh no, uh, the fact is any uh, fairly well-to-do family should have at least a partial asset protection plan. And, uh, you know, the the more well-to-do you are, the more important an asset protection plan is. And, and, and there are an awful lot of folks, if they, if they just simply want to protect their farm or their home, uh, and there are, in fact, ways of doing that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons people should come to my asset protection seminar, just to understand those dynamics and, and uh what works and what doesn't work in North Carolina. Uh, but but it really is important for folks to understand that, yes, asset protections uh, plans do work, and the Kennedys are a great example of, of how they work well. But the fact is, is that uh, there are lots and lots of us uh, who um, have property that we would like to protect and that an asset protection plan can be extremely uh, helpful to us. Um, so I would leave it with that. Now, the last thing I want to go into about insurance is long-term care insurance. And uh, the truth is most seniors have waited way too long to even look at long-term care insurance. Or maybe they looked at it in the past and said, nah, it's just too darn expensive. We can't afford it. Uh, we'll just uh, hope, hope and pray that uh, it doesn't happen to us. Well, uh, and there's a lot of truth to that. And all those folks who basically are on their knees praying that it doesn't happen to them, those are the folks that really need to come to our seminars on long-term care. Um, because if you don't have long-term care insurance, then you're at a, a real risk. Uh, and if you find yourself nearing uh, a health care crisis, that coming in earlier is better than coming in after the crisis has occurred. Although most of our clients are crisis clients that we can help right away. Uh, you don't have to have lost everything or you don't have to be poor to be able to get government assistance. We help people with Medicaid. We help people with uh, veterans benefits and, and special assistance and any other ways that we can uh, help folks if they're eligible. And so knowing how to be eligible, knowing how to protect your assets if you receive Medicaid, 
uh, is extremely important, and that's what our seminars are all about. So I would encourage folks to sign up for our seminars next Wednesday. Uh, But um, long-term care insurance seems expensive to folks, but when you're talking about shifting risk, it's really not uh, that expensive uh, in the scheme of things. But you have to be able to afford it, and for most folks, you need to be able to afford it after you retire when your uh, income stream is less. Um, you know, there are very few folks who retire with more income than when they were working. So it's important to factor that in. But the truth is, I recommend long-term care insurance to um, anybody who can afford it and is healthy enough to get it. Um, and, and of course, age makes a huge difference. And I even recommend long-term care insurance for folks who are in their 40s uh, because truthfully, the earlier you get it, the better. And when you reach your 50s, it's getting a little pricey. And when you uh, reach your 60s, it's almost out of reach for most families. And so, and the other factor that occurs with long-term care is as we get older, sometimes we end up with health conditions that we didn't expect. You know, it's not like we plan to have diabetes or a heart attack or need stents or have a, a cancer scare uh, uh, and those kinds of things. And those kinds of issues can make us uninsurable. Uh, or you can have other issues that you wouldn't think. Um, I mean, I, I have a friend who applied for long-term care insurance, and she was turned down even though her only issue was a knee problem. But she couldn't get the insurance uh, at, at that time. So there can be a lot of things that uh, that you wouldn't expect that might keep you from getting the insurance. And that if you can't get the insurance or you can't afford the insurance, then that makes the seminar that much more important. But let's say that you can get it. What should you be looking for? Well, uh, it, it, you have to understand, first of all, that long-term care insurance is not one of those policies where all the policies look alike. They don't. So there are some things that you really need to look at very carefully. Uh, One of the things that I tend to recommend to folks when they're looking at long-term care insurance is a reasonable elimination period, and I tend to recommend 90 days. Because if it gets more expensive, the shorter that elimination period is. And if you go longer than 90 days, then it seems like you're never going to get your insurance. Um, so I think that's a reasonable period. And then how much do you need? Well, for most folks, it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 or more per day. And how much will depend on how old you are because you have to understand that the cost of care goes up as we get older. And if we're 50, we probably have 30 years to wait before we're going to need the coverage. So, you know, there are a lot of factors involved. But Long-term care gives you options that you will never have if you don't have long-term care. And, and, and the only uh, exception to that rule is if you're a very, very wealthy family, and that's called self-insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all wish we were there, but those who aren't, it's so important to make sure that you're paying attention to the cost of long-term care and the importance of having a long-term care insurance. You can find 
plenty of information by attending Bill's free seminars. Uh, these are all about Medicaid and VA assistance for those dealing with a long-term care crisis. You can go online to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, and register for free to attend this Wednesday, March 11th. And Bill also has his asset protection seminar as well. Again, Wednesday, March 11th. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, or call the office 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Just enough time here to remind you once again, Bill's free seminars this Wednesday, March 11th. Go online to WGALaw.com to register, covering the subjects of Medicaid and VA assistance for long-term care assistance and dealing with a long-term care crisis. Bill also has his asset protection seminar. We talk so much about insurance, Bill, the first pillar when it comes to asset having a great asset protection plan. Uh, did I miss anything? No, we're good. Okay, excellent. Again, you can also call the office if you don't want to go online, 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. We're out of time for this week, but we will be back next Saturday at eleven. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Have a great weekend.